Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, today we are talking about success or how we can live a fulfilling and successful life according to our own values. And so I have, or we have, the perfect guest on the Zoom today to talk just about that, the fabulous and soulful Christina Giodotti. Did I say that right, Christina? <laughs> we did. And the good thing is, is there's breaking news. So thank you for bringing it up, Mel. Thank you for having me here. Is yep. that Guidotti is going to be retired because Guidotti is the 29-year married name. Speaking about values and soul, <laughs> great great ex-husband, but decided we'd finish that up six years ago. So in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see it as Christina Joy more often. Well, we've heard it here first on Hey Soul Sister, Christina Joy. <laughs> There's new everything you've been in. My, my surname is Connie Smell. So Christina Joy, Connie is when I was born. My middle name is Joy. And I've always been a bit embarrassed about the name Joy. And it's so funny. And actually, my, my website, my new website all talks about the journey to joy, which is a very soulful way of uh, yeah. being and feeling. But, you know, as a little girl, it was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds like joy. I mean, who has joy in their name, you know? And so I just kind of put it aside. And then, of course, you know, we, we often, you know, adopt a partner's name. So when I was 18 and I, I've been together for 29 years and I sort of adopted the Guidotti, which is a good Italian name. And I've um, had two children. I've got a 25-year-old and a 23-year-old. But then when I finished um, the marriage, which was a bit of soul-searching in 2015, a very probably a little bit painful and, and quite courageous people have said to me, decision that I made to finish that, um, then, I don't know, it's like my, my two books still had Guidotti and, you know, you've got your children, they've got the same sermon. And I think you just leave it, right? But then, you know, as the journey went to Joy Mel, I just went, uh, you know, the last couple of years I've gone, you know what, I think I'm actually ready to not only retire Guidotti as a name, but actually to embrace my middle name, which is Joy, because at the centre of all the work that we do and, and, and with, uh, with leading women and, and male champions is this kind of core of what I call mojo is Joy. So anyway, that was my long way of explaining why I'm moving from Guidotti to Joy, which is probably um, helpful for some people anyway. Do you know, absolutely. I remember going through a divorce a long time ago now. It was oh, 18, 19 years ago and making that decision to go back to my maiden name. And you go, I just, it was one day I was like, boom, I'm ready. And this is, and this is, this is it, you know, and it's different for everybody, but I, and I didn't do it straight away, but one day I made that decision and I'm really glad I did. I felt like I found a piece of myself again, which was, which was cool. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Because identity is something that we often, um, when you talk about fulfillment in the intro, is that sometimes we can accumulate all of these kind of identities, can't we, as we move forward. Then all of a sudden when things change, whether it be a relationship or a workplace or a home, or even just us stuck in, in environments with lockdowns and things, is that we can kind of, yeah, lose a bit of the true kind of soulfulness of us. And then it takes a little bit, doesn't it? And I love what you said, that all of a sudden you just wake up one day and go, no, I'm ready, I'm ready now. Um, yeah. I think that's really perfect, yeah. Yes. Well, I love that you shared that because you are a real woman of influence. You are a, a leading expert in Australia on success and belief and conviction. You are the founder of Leading Women, which is 
a transformational program and event supporting women to achieve success. You're a Telstra Business Award finalist. You're the author of two books. Like you are one amazing woman. So I love the fact that you have been really open and honest about that. Like that, okay, that, that inspires other women to really think about what they might do in a similar situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you for that. And I think I, I really believe that sometimes successful people make it look easy. And so I think what I love to learn about successful women and, 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 and male champions is that when you see behind their, the, 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 what, what you and I see um, is that there's often a, a story of um, some adversity and some pain and some challenges. I don't think many people escape life. I think when you and I walk forward a little bit courageously, I think the fact that people do have some problems and some pain suggests that they are kind of either pushing the boundaries or moving forward. But it can be really, really hard. And I think that for me personally, I've one of my biggest weaknesses has been self-doubt. So since I was a little girl, I... My, my brother is, is just, he, he kind of, when I was a little girl, I remember him coming up from school and, you know, those Dr. Seuss books, you know, like they're sort of older books. I'm 53 now. So they were kind of books that were, were yeah. having my brother. Was like, my brother was very articulate and he was like 60 <laughs> months old and he, and he used to read, you know, the cat sat on the mat and I used to look at him and instead of me getting a bit jealous or competitive, what I did and what I tend to have done my whole life is I tend to have said, right, they're the they're the best at that they're the award winner at that I won't challenge them so what I'll do is I'll just stay a little bit quiet and dim over here and let them shine there because I just think they're amazing and so I my whole life has been a little bit of a history of sort of doubting myself and and people often say but but then how come you've achieved this this and this I say well gosh Honestly, when I wrote my first book, I was so embarrassed about putting it out there because I thought, hold on a second, I was a C student in English, you know, and my brother was the smart one in the family and all that self-doubt. And there's one thing that I had to learn the hard way, Mel, and it might be um, helpful to others that might relate to this self-doubt piece, is that is it's not actually self-belief that's essential to the success in progress or, or moving forward. For me, I I found that it's actually courage. It's courage to walk forward in the face of self-doubt. So people that I've known that have, like yourself, that have achieved things, moved forward, anyone that you and I know that have have sort of, you know, appear to be successful is that I reckon often they've been courageous. And so that's all I've done. I still suffer from self-doubt here and then. I mean, honestly, it helped me write the <laughs> true believers. I tell you, it's nothing like the irony of your expertise, right? If you go, you know, sometimes what I've failed at, I've, you know, I sucked at it. But I think what it is is, you know, if any listeners are sort of thinking, you know, there's something in that for me because I've always find that challenging or that challenging, I believe that compassion build when you and I have felt some of the pain you know think about those that help others with domestic violence and that sometimes people whether it be verbal or or, um, physical you know there's no better compassionate person to help support someone than when they have been through something themselves so so thank you for those comments about my success but I've got to say to you that I think that for a lot of people, it's, it's, it is courage. Also, I'm very blessed because I work with people that are very ambitious around wanting to have a fulfilled life. So my clients are not just wanting the success as far as the money, but they do want that, the positioning, but they do want that. 
but it's actually they want to have joy. They want to have the fulfillment. And so I think I tend to work with people that kind of title of my first book, How to Have It All, they want to have it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I sort yeah. of say, they go, is it possible to have it all? Does anyone have it all? And they go, well, well yeah. if having it all is living life according to your values, possibly. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. Yeah. And do you know what? I suppose everybody has a different view of success. You know, some people see it as money. Some people see it as achievement or sporting achievement or, you know, career position, whatever. I, I know a few years ago, somebody said to me, oh, what's your definition of success? And I was like, for me, it's that I have choice, that I have choices. And if I have choices in life, I'm like, I feel like that's some sort of level of success for me. Do you find that with, with the women and people that you help and that you mentor, support or coach, that that they have different varying views of success? Or do you, do you find that most people kind of like value similar things? That's a really good question and they definitely come in when I first meet them with different ideas of what success is. And often when we think about our parents, so very often, you know, our parents helped us to develop our current idea of what success is, right? But over the years, it can change. So for me personally, and my work that I do is I tend to talk about success as living life according to our values. And, and it's aligned with what you're talking about. That's all about choice. Um, I remember a particular day that I was sitting in a little coffee shop and I was feeling really uncomfortable. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with you, Christina? You know, I was talking to myself once again. And then I thought, yeah, what's wrong with you? And I went, you know, because I'm not really happy. You know, it was one of those times I often ask myself, am I happy? I'm not really happy. And I go, Christina, why aren't you happy? And then I started thinking, well, because, and then there was times in my life that I thought, I'm actually trying to achieve this thing for other people. You know, in many parts, it was my beautiful dad. I worked with my dad for 15 years in real estate. It's why kind of 60% of my clients um, around, you know, real estate principals, real estate salespeople. And I realized that a lot of my energy, Mel, was to kind of make dad proud to please dad and and it was such a joyful time working with dad but when I left him at 11 a.m on the 11th of April 2011 um, <laughs> and I said, dad, you know after 15 years I'm not going to work for you anymore and he was very upset because he was heartbroken because he thought I would carry on the real estate business um, he's an immigrant Greek and he's worked really hard and and then it started to make me see that Success is not just the achievement piece where you and I can go, oh, great, we've earned this money, we've bought this house or we've got this car, but it's actually the fulfilment. And so then I started to develop this body of work that started sort of going, well, how do you live with both? You know, how can you have and how can your achievement make you fulfilled and, and how can your, your fulfilment be an achievement? And so, yeah, for me, it's, it's similar to yours. It's about living life according to your values, which includes taking responsibility, making the right choices, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned a, a minute ago that it's you have a lot of people or women from the real estate industry that come to you for mentoring or guidance or coaching. What's, who else comes to you? Like, tell, me, tell us about some of the other women that come to you. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's all, all businesses, but it's a woman that the common type of woman that, that we spend time together with is a woman that is there's something called a sigmoid curve, which is a you know someone that sort it's it's something that uh, that that happens with our growth that we start off with an idea, but we tend to as we walk forward falter a little bit and struggle a little bit whether we procrastinate or with self doubt, but then with some help and some support 
we tend to start to reach this kind of maturity or this progress. And so the woman that comes to me or that, that I tend to love working with is someone that's open and someone that can also show their vulnerability. So, and, I'll, and I think a good leader will match that. And so I'll be the first one to say, hey, yeah, this is a challenging piece, but I think we, and we hold them compassionately. I've, I work with women from all sorts of different businesses, but essentially they're leaders that have some sort of business with maybe one staff or, or 20 staff. They could have an aspiration to own their own business. They could be someone that's transitioning to retirement, but someone that's wanting to lead themselves powerfully. Some of them wants more mojo. So mojo is someone that wants inner peace, personal power and purposeful productivity. So Generally, the people that I work with are rushing, they're busy, they've got a really full cup. They could be in any industry, financial services, real estate. They could be a thought leader. So one of my sort of experiences is I've been 10 years in the thought leaders community. That's an educational company where we help clever people to be commercially smart, but essentially help people to build like businesses or practices that solve people's problems so that so I help speakers trainers authors or people to become authors mentors facilitate coaches so what's kind of fun for me is it's more that a beautiful person will come into my world if for some reason it might be a recommendation or a referral we'll have a chat and I'll say to them one of the biggest questions I say to them now is what do you want and they go well what do you mean I go well what do you really want and they go well and then things will start to come up. I really want to be financially free. I go, good. I really want to have better relationships. Okay, good. Well, I can help you with that. I really want to change and transition in my work. Great. And so I get a kick out of simply asking the question, what do you really want? What gives you joy? And then we started saying, okay, if that's your vision, what's your current reality? And all my job is, is to support and guide people to help them solve the problems to bridge the gap. You know, and I love, I'm a problem solver. Like yesterday, my boyfriend was here. I've got a new boyfriend, seven months, so far, so good. Awesome. Like, oh my gosh, I've been dating for six years. And um, I tell you what I'm really good at. I'm good at letting go. I'm good at not settling. But then, Mel, I've learned that sometimes it's okay to actually stay and hold on if you found someone that's a goodie. So yeah. I'm now practicing not letting go. But the other day, my boyfriend's sort of swimmer pants things, board shorts, fell off onto the bottom balcony. And he was trying to work out a way to get them up because the bottom balcony people went there, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I go into this like problem-solving mode, and I reckon this is key for people that are wanting to move forward is that how do you get really good at like problem solving? Anyway, so here's me. I got a wine corkscrew thing that had a little kind of pointy arm and then I got one of those um, things that clasp, the plastic things that clasping together and then I got an extension cord. So I had it all clasping together and he said to me, what are you doing? I said, I reckon this is going to work. So he pulled it over the edge and then the point grabbed the boxer shorts and then brought, brought it up and he said, <laughs> he said, how did you think of that? And I said, no, it's just my history of wanting to help people solve problems and help people get good at solving their own problems as well, I said, come, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's some, you know, there's problems ahead for all of us, but it's how do we get good at being quick at not going into drama and not making it a setback, but to just breathe, going, ouch, that hurts, and then to move forward. For me, I've learned that that's the key. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. So I'm going to ask you a question talking about problem solving. 
for a lot of women and myself included, and it's not something that I that I enjoy saying or thinking, but for many of us women, we live in that state of being constantly super busy. And I know that it's almost like busy is almost like a bit of a dirty word right now out in the whole social media realm. How do you solve that problem of being too busy and actually not, you know, not getting to that point of, of actually being able to reach that success or fulfill our soul because we're stuck in the busy place. Does that make sense? Oh, it's, so, it's such a good question. Thank you for asking that. Like in, when I talk about mojo and one of the three points is, is purposeful productivity. So productivity is a huge part of this work that we do. And you, you, you're exactly right. When you think about, say, a cup, and, and our life as a cup is it is overflowing so much, you know, like, and the more that we see, especially as an empowered woman, the more we see possibility, you know, my beautiful mother never worked outside the home. She'd worked hard raising children, raising a family. All of a sudden there's this opportunity that we have now, this generation, my daughter is 23, there's opportunity, you know. So what happens is we start to fill our cup with so much more stuff, which makes sense, Right. And, and we're full, it's full. So the very common word you write is busy, I'm so busy. I help my clients not to use that word busy. And exactly what you're saying is that, but the truth is that they are busy when we first start out. It's so busy, it's overflowing, it's overwhelming. But what we want to try and do is one of the, the 10 productivity kind of tools that we really talk about and try to lean into, and I reckon the best one for us today for this conversation to help and to solve problems is what we want to do is we want to think about our life in either high-value tasks or low-value tasks. It sounds fairly simple. I'm writing this down, Christina. I'm writing this Thank down. High-value and low-value. <laughs> I love that. And so what we want to do is we want to create a list and we want to walk around our life for about a week and we want to have two lists running. One's called low-value tasks and one called is called high-value tasks. And then what we want to do is whenever we touch something, so I'll give you some examples. I've now got to confirm appointments for my clients for tomorrow. Low-value tasks. We don't do that. I've now got to sweep, mop the floors, iron my clothes. Low-value tasks. I've now got to go and do some particular emails for some marketing to some particular people. Low-value tasks. Now, you might, some of us might be thinking, oh, no, 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 I, I really like doing that or it's good for me to do that. Here's why we decide whether it's high value or low value. If you imagine that what we really want to do is to be having more joy in our world and our life, we only want to be doing the, the, the work that we really love and that we're really good at. And what we want to be doing is we want to be delegating everything else so part of the high-value, low-value task is you and I need people in our life, both professionally and personally, who can do low-value tasks. My assistant, her name is Amy, and an incredible woman who lives in Sydney. I used to live in Sydney. She works for me. We've been working together for six years. Is She does all of my low-value tasks. So she books flights. She books accommodation. Um, there's not, not been a huge amount of flights, of course, the last few years. She sets up my social media stuff and, you know, all sorts of those things. Whereas the high-value task for me as a thought leader and for any of your clients that are speakers, authors, trainers, mentors, our task is to think up the ideas and to deliver them. 
and also to sell, to sell. Whereas anything low value that's administrative, that's, that's the other way that of working out what high value and low value is this. If you have an aspiration to say earn 50,000 or 100,000 a year or maybe a million dollars a year, what you do then is you go, okay, if I'm going to be earning a million dollars a year or $100,000 a year or $50,000 a year, what you do is you get your little calculator out and you go, okay, if I divide that into how many hours I want to work a week, the most alarming thing for us to realise it, say if we want to earn 100000 and we divide that and say, you know what, I am going to be working maximum 30 hours a week because I believe the happiest people work part-time. I believe they have a full-time job, but they work part-time hours, right? So I was just going to say, our team at Got Your Back Sister all work part-time. They all work part-time. And they don't want to work full-time. They just want to work, you know, two to four days a week. The happiest people work part-time. Because <laughs> what it is, my darling, is that so Monday and a Friday, for instance, potentially, to say that you didn't work Monday and Friday, could be life admin, setting up, doing that. The Friday could be winding down, getting excited, going out for a girl's lunch or, or friend's lunch. And, you know, it's like there's no time. If we work full-time, now you might say, yes, but I need to work full-time to earn that much money, and I respect that and I get that. But maybe one of the things that we can work on is to think, all right, how can I get my, my dollar per hour worth, for however that is? How can I leverage somehow the work that I do? And so what we tend to do is just tend to say, how do we get our dollars up and our hours down? One of the ways to actually work at our effectiveness is to actually start to think, if I can be happier, more peaceful, more productive in every hour, I can get home. I can get home sooner. So your work, your people that work with you and your team that work part-time is that they're going to be passionate about being as effective as possible in every hour. And one of the ways to do that is to everyone's got high value and low value. So my low value tasks are actually Amy's high value tasks, yeah? And so, you know, and the thing is we make excuses. One of the other things that we tend to do is we tend to give ourselves reasons why that's not going to work. And the tough love part of today, Nell, is that we is to say we're full of excuses. And can I just quickly say that we know what one one excuse I hear and I know that I use is, oh, can we afford that? And you go, actually, we probably can afford that, but do we want to put money into that? And it's like, actually, because you can't see or you're not willing to see the, the cost benefit of doing that. Absolutely. I, I One of my roles for people is also to help them to sell, help them to make more money, help them be more positioned so that they can get to this good life. You know, I'm really passionate. A lot of my clients, we're getting them down to only working four or three days a week. I deliver maximum three days a week. And so I've got to walk my talk. So a good mentor will, will always walk their talk because they've learned and they've, you know, they've changed things for their own life. And I think that you're right is that sometimes we can get used to our own excuses and we've got to kind of, and, and there's a fun thing that we do sometimes is we do something called a freeze test and your, your, your listeners could do this as a bit of a, a, a practice is what you do is you walk forward in your day and several times a day you stop yourself and you say freeze is what I'm doing now leading to the life that I want is what I'm doing now a high value task is what I'm doing now leading to my vision and very very often now here's another little part of the productivity probably the three that we might talk about today is one of them is do high value tasks only the number two is 
is results, not excuses, which is what we're talking about. But the third one is, and I'm going to breathe when I say this because some people won't realise they're doing this, is to stay out of drama. So what happens is very often, now I'm not talking about you sharing with a friend something that's happened to you, some, something, you know, we talk about someone that might have been, you know, experiencing some sort of domestic violence. We want to hear from you. We want to hear about that. That's not drama. That is the truth. That is something that's going on. But what we want to do is as we move forward in life, we want to be able to let go of some of the old stories that are no longer serving us and just be talking about today what's present and what we want for the future. So sometimes the, the, the three areas of what we call Cartman's Drama Triangle are either being victim persecutor or rescuer so I talk to my clients and I say let's start with something that we only are like a little lovely kind of I guess it's a kind of like a, 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 a behavior that we only speak about people in a way that is not derogatory but is is um, celebratory of them if we're going to talk about someone in a derogatory way we talk to their face we, we say, then we don't talk derogatory, but we go and talk to them about it. We say, hey, listen, what I'm really feeling is when I'm close to you in relationship with you, I'm feeling like this, and we sort of work with that. So the reason why is that when our cup is overflowing and it's really full and we're busy, drama, which is guilt, shame, victimhood, all of that old stories, can take up 20 to 30% of our whole day and it takes our energy away. So we sort of... We have a bit of fun as well, Mel, like when we're doing mentoring and in the programs, we kind of, we, we, you know, because none of us are perfect, none of us are perfect at all, is we can drop into drama really quickly. And so we have this bit of a joke sometimes we do with each other. In love, we sort of do a little triangle and we say, we go like that and then we sort of almost like, almost self-correcting, oh, my gosh, I'm in drama, aren't I? You know, like, oh, my God, this happened and this didn't work and, you know, this, da, 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 and I can't believe COVID and I can't believe this. But what it is, the challenge for us is to be gentle on ourselves and to stop ourselves and go, you know what, maybe it's better if I move on from that, you know. And, that, and that's a key word with women is to be gentle because we're so hard on ourselves, aren't we? We just... Absolutely. Oh, gosh, like, oh, so hard on ourselves. Absolutely, my friend. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. Well, Christina, I'd like to ask you, what have you learned about yourself during this whole crazy life journey? Yeah. Uh, thank you. That's a good one as well. And, and I actually, I did a post on this recently. So it is in the forefront of my mind. So, and it's something that I, I speak about often. I reckon if there was kind of like three life lessons that I've learned, you know, of being kind of a, 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 an ex-wife, being a, a single woman, you know, in her 50s dating, um, being a mom, a single mom, you know, business person, you know, all of that. The things that I've kind of learned that help us to get to joy and more mojo and peace and empowerment, all of that. I reckon there's three. I reckon the first one is look after yourself. Sounds, we've heard it all before. It sounds a bit cliche, but I'm talking really look after yourself. I teach what we call the body, mind and soul routine. And it's a 10-step routine that we do for the first couple of hours, five days a week of every morning. And it's, it's kind of something that I've been doing for about 15 years in my life. And, People often say to me, just little things, they say to me, they give me a compliment, which is lovely and I appreciate it. They might say, oh, you've got good skin. And I say, oh, okay, thanks. And they go, you know, what are you using? Are you Botox? I said, no, I haven't done that yet. You know, I might do it in the future, nothing wrong with that. But no, I've chosen. And I said, you know what? It's just lifestyle of looking after yourself. 
And then we talk about how. How do you get your vibration down? How do you not rush? How do you breathe? Looking after yourself is essentially the number one way. And what that is is instead of us getting to work on our businesses, it's get to work on ourselves at the beginning of the day, knowing when to turn off our computers, our emails, knowing when to be present with our families on the weekend. It is not easy. Um, but number one is look after yourself. Number two is to consider whom you listen and hang with. So the people is important. So family is difficult because sometimes there can be some people that are turning up with well-meaning bad advice that trigger us in family. We've all got them. But the ones that we really do have a choice, work colleagues, friends, definitely partners, there's no reason to stay in a toxic relationship as long as we're taking responsibility. If we're in a harmful relationship, there's incredible helplines that we want to make sure that everyone's got access to is that there's no reason to stay around toxic people. In 2017, I did three divorces. I divorced my 29-year relationship that I felt was turning not helpful to me. I ended a nine-year best friend relationship, a female that I was in a relationship, a friendship with, and I also ended a particular client relationship. And there were three major pieces in my life. And that was the consider whom I listen to because I'm a quite a, I'm a very strong woman, but I tend to hold people and help them to shine bright. The wrong person can keep me dim if there's a narcissist or if there's someone that, that we can manifest to learn something. So I learned the hard way that to mix with the right. I'm fierce around anyone that walks through my door is only a true believer. Anyone that I have a cup of tea coffee with is only a true believer. And I think we've got to be fierce. The third one is to take responsibility for our life. My dear old dad, strict dad. I had a very strict dad. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a strict dad? Uh, sometimes he was. He was the fun. He was the fun dad. He was. Yeah, probably. But he was the fun dad rather than the strict dad. Yeah, that's that's good. That we have those fond <laughs> memories. Well, dad. I mean, dad was strict, but he taught me this whole idea of taking responsibility. Dad was never in drama, right? And so I could have looked at. It, and so it was kind of like, "Are you going to do this? Yes." Um, if not, why not? Come on, let's do it. So he was quite strict. But I think what happened with me is I learned about responsibility through my dad and 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 a lot of my, my work and the teachings around responsibility and to help um, clients to think about how to take responsibility or, or your listeners, the first thing to do is to actually say who's responsible for this. And very, very often we can externalise responsibility, yeah? And so we yeah. go, it's, it's COVID's fault, it's their fault, it's his fault, it's her fault. And, and sometimes they have contributed to our situation. But guess what? Everyone is so, I'm going to use quotation marks when I say it's because I don't like this word, everyone's busy in their own world. There's a saying that it's none of our business what other people think of us. Most beautiful humans out there, we think we're triggered, they don't care about us, they're not listening to us, they don't like my Facebook post, you know. I mean, I still sometimes go and see who liked my post because I sometimes I suffer from self-doubt and I go, Christina, you're a strong, empowered woman. It doesn't matter what other people think. But we always got to keep ourselves in check and go, you know what, I'm responsible for creating the whole of my reality and then just move forward powerfully. You know, I always think that people say, people say, people often say, oh, you know, you're successful, you've done this, you've done this. And I go, no, actually all I am is courageous. And I really believe that if you and I can just go forward together and just think, you know what, that scares me, 
like that no that rejection like I work with a lot of women that are single that are looking for love again and I like to help them to move forward in the in the dating area and 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 I do believe that every single relationship that we have it's so healthy to teach us something about ourselves and then to form a list of um, soulful values you know around what we is really important to us in, in in relationships eventually I believe that we start to manifest that right man or woman in a life that we want to have an intimate relationship with when we are living that ourselves and I says so I think all of these things that that we move forward with it takes work to work on ourselves and that's to the point that you said around self-leadership at the beginning we talked about you know, for, for you and I to be a really good leader, because we want to, you know, you want to lead people, I want to lead people, we want to, like, live our best life, we can't ignore the self-leadership piece, which, you know, so people come to me and say, Christina, how do you help me sell? How do you help me make more money? And I go, oh, hold on. Yes, and what are your personal practices? You know, who are you hanging with? Are you looking after yourself? So I love that to be almost like a bit of a one-stop shop for our conversations, not just making money, not just business. The business will come better and, and faster and deeper when we, we're looking after ourselves. You can hear the compassion and, and the, and the yeah. passion in my voice. Right? Like you ask me these yeah. questions, it's like I have, all, I have all this conviction when you when you ask me these questions and, and, and thank you for having me on. Well, Christina, you are amazing and so much good stuff. I've been writing notes while you've been talking for myself. Important. How can people find out more about you or find out more about your programs? Because I'm going to look you up myself as well. <laughs> look, you, you're probably safe to start looking at Christina Joy. That's my new handle now. So on Instagram, if you just go to Christina Joy, I'll come up there. So that's already started to change over from Guadotti to Joy. But the new website will be up in about two weeks. So at the moment, it's ChristinaGuadotti.com. But in about two weeks, it's ChristinaJoy.com.au. You. So, yeah, just my name and you'll find me and you do a search there. A lot of the work that I do is one-on-one -on -one mentoring, but also there's a lot of stuff that we do that this group, which is lovely too. It's a little bit more affordable for people in the group so that I do what we call a mojo program twice a year. So we do it in September, October, November, and we also do it in February, March, April. So there might be something that your listeners might be interested in having a look at there. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on Hey Soul Sister. You're amazing. I, You have just so giving and wise and I, I, I'm, I'm going to be looking you up myself because I'm really into I'm really interested in your programs and your mentoring so thank you so much thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon what would help you on your crazy life journey email melissa at thesistercode.com